Council of the City of Norfolk is now in session. The opening prayer will be given by the Honorable Paul R. Riddick. And please remain standing for a reflection of 9-11 uh, that took place September 11, 2001, that marks the 17th anniversary. And it's appropriate and fitting that we remember and honor the men and women and children that lost their lives in the attacks that took place that day. We we'll never forget and always remember. Amen. Councilman Riddick. Yeah. Heavenly Father, we come to you this afternoon as humbly as we know how, thanking you for all the blessings you bestow upon us. We ask you to put us in the hollow of thy hand as we anticipate the weather event that's coming. We ask you to look out for the invisible population, those persons that we walk by daily and who need greater needs. We ask you to protect our first responders who are doing their job in protecting us. We also ask that you protect their families. As they come out to protect us, we ask you to keep those families safe. For those persons who have run out of food stamps and don't have any money, we ask that you somehow protect them. We ask that the city continue to respond in a manner that's been just and it's been fair over the years. These are all the best, and we ask in that name, amen. 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 I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Clerk, please call the roll. Ms. Doyle? Here. Ms. Graves? Here. Mrs. Johnson? Here. Ms. McClellan? Here. Mr. Riddick? Here. Mr. Smeagol? Here. Mr. Thomas? Here. Mr. Alexander? Here. The motion is dispensed with the reading of the minutes of our previous meeting. Ms. Doyle? Aye. Ms. Graves? Aye. Mrs. Johnson? Here. Ms. McClellan? Aye. Mr. Riddick? Aye. Mr. Smeagol? Aye. Mr. Thomas? Aye. Mr. Alexander? Aye. Uh, good afternoon. For the benefit of those who do not regularly attend, the council meetings, our procedure is to first take up ceremonial items. Next, we'll take up public hearings, then the consent agenda, which will be voted on in a block. Any member of the council or the public wishes to discuss an item, that item will be removed from the block and considered separately. Following the consent agenda, we'll take, them in, take up the regular agenda items in order as they appear on the docket. Upon the completion of the agenda, we'll take up any new business coming before the council. We'll address the council should register to speak outside the council lobby before this meeting. Mr. Clark, there are no uh, ceremonial items, so we'll go straight to the consent agenda. And I believe we're going to remove one item from the consent agenda and vote in a block on the rest of the items. Okay, so we'll vote on um, all the consent agenda with the exception of C20. And, and, and nine. the withdrawal. I'd like, I'd like to hold nine too. Certainly, like sir. And remove uh, C20 and C9. Okay. Will be removed from the block. Dispense with the charter requirements for reading the ordinances and adopt the consent agenda with the exception of C20 and C9. Ms. Doyle? Aye. Ms. Graves? Aye. Ms. Johnson? Aye. Ms. McClellan? Aye. Mr. Riddick? Aye. Mr. Smeagol? Aye. Mr. Thomas? Aye. Mr. Alexander? Aye. 
Mr. Clerk, uh, C9. C9 is an ordinance granting a conditional use permit authorizing the sale of alcoholic beverages for off-premises consumption at an establishment named MP Island Cafe on property located at 6109 East Virginia Beach Boulevard, Suite B. Mr. Riddick. Yeah. My uh, concern about this is that the, the individual who uh, runs the property has been asked to put in a sidewalk. I've been asking for a sidewalk in front of that location for 20 years. And why this time, in order for this to be permitted, that uh, he'd been asked to put in a sidewalk. My question is, if he puts in a sidewalk, will he own that property? Will the city deed that property to him? But isn't that in a, um, isn't it in a strip mall? How's the sidewalk? Uh, actually, it's, it's, it's where the, I don't know whether you can recognize uh -huh. this, the old casual mail used to be just uh, below the 264 underpass. Oh, and okay. it's just it's okay. been that way for a hundred years. And okay, while we're asking him to put a sidewalk in, okay, just to sell off premises, you know, okay. nothing, okay. you know, on premises. I'm with you. Okay, all right, Mr. Newcomb, welcome. Hello there. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Mayor, members of council. Uh, if he puts a sidewalk in, it is on right of way, so it would not become his sidewalk. Mm -hmm. But we would certainly appreciate the improvement along the right of way. Mm -hmm. And we would fulfill that request that you've had to get a sidewalk in there for many years. Yeah. So, so uh, I, guess, I guess I'm wondering why that is one of the conditions. conditions. Anytime we deal with a new property that comes before you all through rezonings mm -hmm. or conditional use permits, right. we always seek to try to do as much as we can in improving the right-of-way issues that are involved with it. Sometimes it's curbs, gutters. In this case, it's both sidewalk and some landscaping mm -hmm. along the front there. Mm -hmm. Uh, he would be con creating a driveway uh, at one end, which would be able to serve as parking. Right now, you just kind of swing off the road right. onto it because you're on that service road as you go under the interstate. But I guess I'm wondering why, he, why should he have to go to that expense for our property? Mr. Uh, yes. Because that's what we do when he's asking for a conditional use permit. It's a standard procedure for mm -hmm. us. I will add, this is not out of the ordinary at all. We've had many, many applicants have to do this across the city in every different corner mm -hmm. of the city. This is not out of the usual at all. Mm -hmm. It's the first time I've ever seen it, and I think it's since he's not going to own the property, I find it unusual. And um, maybe the applicant might want to speak to because if this is whether he wants to invest that money or not, because this is not, you know, really a heavy, it's not important for him to have uh, all off-premises. He's doing it as a convenience for people who come in. So maybe the applicant might want to speak to determine whether he wants to do that, Mr. Palmer. But I, I think it's uh, I think it's outrageous. And Martin, you might have seen it before, but I've never seen it. But I, you know, I'm surprised you guys didn't flag it years ago, because what we, what we're asking people to do is to improve our property. Mm -hmm. All right, uh, Ms. McClellan. Uh, I just wanted to echo uh, Vice Mayor Thomas. Uh, he and I both sat on the Planning Commission prior to serving on City Council, and um, there were many, many applications for, at that point, a special exception now, conditional use permit, um, where we asked uh, applicants to improve their property because the city is limited in what we can do because we do have a lot of needs that the city um, can't fulfill, unfortunately, with regards to sidewalks, he scatter. The property, I don't believe. And, um, and all of those that went through Planning Commission were then voted on and passed by city council. So, and I think on my two years tenure here on city council, I know that we have voted on several of these in the past, um, included in the packet. I, I don't think this is anything exceptional here. So I, I've never seen it before. It's been and, uh, and 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 he doesn't own the property. And just because the city doesn't have money to do things with, we shouldn't hold other people hostage because that. And that's my position sure. with this or any of them. 
you know, so I don't think this man should be held hostage because we don't have money or we decide to spend our money in other places. What is the, the nature of the off-premise consumption? I'm sorry? What is the nature of the off-premise consumption? This is a, a restaurant that is actually opened uh, under the new rules of the zoning ordinance, which allowed him to open without coming in here for a conditional use permit because his closing hours are within those that are allowed. Okay. And then the off-premise would be the ability to serve beer uh, uh, and, I guess, wine off-premise. So he does so run a like, small grocery in the, in the business. So are you saying he can sell beer and wine to go? That's what the ABC, that's what the special, this conditional use permit is about. Okay. Right so now, he can he operate and serve alcohol on premise. So then I guess he has to decide, is it worth it? Mm -hmm. I mean, are a couple of bottles of wine and a couple of bottles of beer worth the investment? Exactly. So can we, is he here? Is Mr. Palmer, I know Mr., is he here? Okay. Is it that important to you? Uh, Mr. Palmer. Uh, Right. So how, oh, sorry, Ms. Graves. So how about if we defer it and give Mr. Palmer an opportunity to either... Well, what, what he wants to do is open without off-premises. Well, and he could do that. He can do right, it, he can know. do that now. This yeah. is allowing him off-premises. Yeah, but what I'm, so saying, what I'm saying is... I don't think he wants to delay. I think he wants to go right on and, and do business. No, he can. He just can't sell it to go. Right. He can, as it stands now, right, Lenny? That's correct. Okay, yeah. so as it stands now... He can open, just not selling beer and wine to go. To go. Right. Okay. With this, he would have to sell, we would have to vote on beer and wine to go. And what I'm asking is, if it's not worth it, if, if, if a few beer bottles of beer and wine are not worth it, we could delay it and give him the withdraw. opportunity to withdraw it. Mm -hmm. He can still open. He just can't sell beer and wine to go. Right. Does that work for you? Mm -hmm. Okay, so then my motion would be to continue this and give him the opportunity to to, to withdraw the application. Because right, he can still open. We're not preventing him from opening and selling beer and wine. I think we just have there. to take that caveat out. Uh, we have to take the caveat out, Lee, uh, Lenny. So what, what, what about off-premises? Right, so the, right now, oh, wait, 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 go ahead, I'm sorry. So let Mr. Smeagol, then yep. I got to, what we're going to do. So. I agree with everybody, and I think this is a bigger conversation than just even this, because we just voted on rallies, um, and um, I went kind of back and forth on rallies because the city asked for rallies to do a lot of similar things. There was some negotiation, but you guys still have to put a sidewalk in, and where there's no sidewalk on either side of that rally, so there's going to be a brand new sidewalk that's going to go in between CHKD and Wendy's that don't have sidewalks. Uh, but I think this is a bigger conversation um, yeah. about when applicants come through, what do we want to squeeze out of them and not squeeze out of them um, to make these projects go forward. So planning department and commission has been very good at working with some of the applicants. We had an issue with all these two. There was a request from the city to do a lot of work um, on things that weren't even by all these, um, but we were able to work those things out. Um, but I think there's a bigger conversation here, but things that we just voted on today were also required to put sidewalks in. And I'm just worried about going down, a, this is a little bit of a slippery slope here that if we pull this one out right now, 
um, or say that he doesn't have to do it, then we have to go back to rallies that we just voted on and say mm -hmm. they don't have to do it and other people. Um, but if he wants to withdraw, if that's, that's, that's yeah, yeah then the I'm okay with that. Yeah. But I think that there's a, a much bigger conversation here about expectations from the city. Mm -hmm. If you guys recall, we just did this with um, Dollar General, and we, we put on a lot of extra things that we asked them to do, um, kind of proffering some things. And unfortunately, cities are having to do this now because of limited resources. But maybe we just need to have a bigger mm -hmm. conversation about what our expectations are with certain types of businesses, whether they're small, large, um, how we can we can go forward with this. Because I, I just think we have to be consistent. Uh, but I am worried a little bit about sometimes we push away business with some of our expectations um, as a city. And um, I'd like us to look at that as a council um, for future reference. And so Lenny, help us out. He wants to open, doesn't want to off premises. So what do we have to do right this minute so he can open tomorrow? He can open today okay. if he wants to with okay. his restaurant. Okay. Until you vote on the off premise, he just cannot sell okay. off premise. Okay. That's understood. Does that work and for so, you, Mr. Palmer? And, and, uh, Mr. Okay. Palmer, can you come up for a second? It's too hard to talk with him behind me. Um, yeah, you know, yeah, I'm doing good. Good to see you. Um, you know, if, if the off-premise is not important to you, your option is to withdraw it, and then this application doesn't impact you. You still get to open your restaurant and serve on-premise alcohol. If you want to pursue this, then I think that's probably where a continuance comes in. Um, yeah, at this time, it's not worth the um, investment to um, to put in the sidewalk and all of that right now. So I would, you know, rather withdraw, withdraw. until you know I have the funds. You know, it all costs right. to build this place out. It's, right. it's just crazy. Okay. So me, you want to withdraw the application? Yeah, time, um, Mr. Thomas, Lenny, if we vote on this today and approve it, that doesn't stop him from operating. And then in the future, if he wants to sell off-premises, he can add the sidewalk and be in compliance? That's absolutely correct. And, and then, and, I mean, we're not going to require him to do anything until he moves to activate the off-premise. I think that's the most flexible option. Approve but, it and let him, if he so decides in the future, he can spend to sell without yeah, having to follow another application. Not, but we're not ask, being asked to approve him doing anything but off-premise. Right. Which Correct. That's all we're at. That's the, we're not at. We're not, we don't have to vote on anything if he decides not to do off. Correct. But this saves him from having to file another filing fee in the future if it's he decides he wants to. Yeah. Oh, so if can we? Well, then can we just continue it generally? We can, but it's easier and cleaner just to approve it. He's There's not no downside. To do anything. There's no downside. Unless he wants to continue. Doing okay. It. Okay. All right. I understand what you're saying. Okay. All right. Yeah. And when you're ready to use it, uh -huh. we will work with you on putting in the Put side. Okay. That yeah. That would, okay. that would even work. I understand better. what you're yeah, saying. Okay. okay. And that still saves you some money. Right. Thanks, yeah, yeah. Should we really okay. No. Good. Thank you. Just click call the Dispense with the charter requirement for reading the ordinance and adopt. Thank you, Ms. Doyle. Hi. Ms. Graves. Mr. Palmer, I'm going to tell you what I tell every restauranteur that comes through here. City Council has dinner twice a month, and we pay. We don't expect you to donate it. Okay. So you might want to see Adisa over there and figure out how, Adisa, Adisa. Yes, you might want to see Adisa over there and figure out how to get on our rotation and provide dinner for the council. All right, thank you. I, you're welcome. I vote aye. Thank you. 
Ms. Johnson? Aye. Ms. McClellan? Aye. Mr. Riddick? Aye. Mr. Smeagle? Aye. Mr. Thomas? Aye. Mr. Alexander? Aye. Uh, Mr. Clerk, uh, C-20, Mr. Manager, do you want to opine on C-20? I do. C-20 is um, with regard to the retreat on Monday, and as a practical matter, it's just not going to happen. We uh, <laughs> <laughs> say that now, yeah. so there's no sense uh, ordering food or any of that kind of stuff. So. Right. Um, I would tell you that uh, the easiest thing to do is just let us come up with a different date, and we'll talk about that with you all. All right, that's good. That works for you. So we have Tuesday too. <laughs> I didn't see that, Mr. All right. So is there a motion to withdraw? It's a motion to withdraw. Ms. Doyle. Aye. Ms. Graves. Now, does that mean we are or are not going to have a, a regular council meeting on Tuesday? To be determined. Well, we have to have an uh, announcement out. Yes, no. We have electronic media these days. Okay. Um, aye. It's fine. Ms. Johnson? Aye. Mr. Cleland? Aye. Mr. Riddick? Aye. Mr. Smeagle? Deleted it off my calendar now. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Thomas? Aye. Mr. Alexander? Aye. R1? R1 is an ordinance accepting the bid submitted by Granby Station Holdings LLC for a lease with the term of lease for a term of seven years with the option to renew the lease for two additional periods of five years each for the premises located at 103 and 111 Granby Street in the building located at 120 West Main Street in the city of Norfolk and authorizing the city manager to execute the lease on behalf of the city of Norfolk. Dispense with the charter requirement for reading the ordinance and adopt, Ms. Doyle? Aye. Ms. Graves? Aye. Ms. Johnson? Aye. Ms. McClellan? Aye. Mr. Riddick? Aye. Mr. Smeagle? Aye. Mr. Thomas? Aye. Mr. Alexander? Aye. R2? R2 is an ordinance to change the name of that certain street known as Stony Point Way to Pryor Lane in honor of Roosevelt Pryor, a World War II and Korean War veteran for his longstanding civil service. Dispense with the charter requirement for reading the ordinance and adopt. Ms. Doyle? Aye. Ms. Graves? Aye. Ms. Johnson? Aye. Ms. McClellan? Aye. Mr. Riddick? Aye. Mr. Smeagle? Aye. Mr. Thomas? Aye. Mr. Alexander? Aye. R3? R3 is an ordinance requesting the Virginia Department of Transportation to establish projects for the Little Creek Road, Admiral Tossick intersection, the ADA ramp construction phase four, the Little Creek Road and Shore Drive intersection, and the Hampton Boulevard and Azalea Court intersection in accordance with the programmatic project administration agreement between the City of Norfolk and the Virginia Department of Transportation and authorizing and appropriating the expenditure of a total sum of $3,389,376 for those projects subject to and in accordance with the terms and conditions of the aforesaid agreement. Dispense with the charter requirement for read the ordinance and adopt. Ms. Doyle? Aye. Ms. Graves? Aye. Ms. Johnson? Aye. Ms. McClellan? Aye. Mr. Riddick? Aye. Mr. Smeagle? Aye. Mr. Thomas? Aye. Mr. Alexander? Aye. R4? R4 is an ordinance amending and restating the city's ICMA Retirement Corporation Deferred Compensation Plan and Trust under Section 26 U.S.C. 457 of the Federal Code. Dispense with the charter requirement for reading the ordinance and adopt. Ms. Doyle? Aye. Ms. Graves? Aye. Ms. Johnson? Aye. Ms. McClellan? Aye. Mr. Riddick? Aye. Mr. Smeagle? Aye. Mr. Thomas? Aye. Mr. Alexander? Aye. R5? R5 is an ordinance approving the license agreement with the Norfolk Airport Authority for the use of certain space located at 2200 Norview Avenue. Dispense with the charter requirement for reading the ordinance and adopt. Ms. Doyle? Aye. Ms. Graves? Aye. Ms. Johnson? Aye. Ms. McClellan? Aye. Mr. Riddick? Aye. Mr. Smeagle? Aye. Mr. Thomas? Aye. Mr. Alexander? Aye. Mr. Clerk, do you have anything else? I have a few more. Yes, Mr. Clerk. Um, R6 is an ordinance to amend and reordain Section 49-6 of the Code of the City of Norfolk, Virginia, 1979, so as to incorporate the schedule of fees for wetlands permits previously adopted. Dispense with the charter requirement for reading the ordinance and adopt. Ms. Doyle? Aye. Ms. Graves? Aye. 
Ms. Johnson. Aye. Ms. McClellan. Aye. Mr. Riddick. Aye. Mr. Smeagol. Aye. Mr. Thomas. Aye. Mr. Alexander. Aye. I have a resolution appointing Lauren A. Lowry as the city appointed designee to the community policy and management team. Adopt the resolution. Ms. Doyle. Aye. Ms. Graves. Aye. Ms. Johnson. Aye. Ms. McClellan. Aye. Mr. Riddick. Aye. Mr. Smeagol. Aye. Mr. Thomas. Aye. Mr. Alexander. Aye. I have um, a resolution ratifying a declaration of a state of local emergency made by the mayor for the city of Norfolk, Virginia, pursuant to Virginia Code Section 44-146.21 due to the hazards and damages of Hurricane Florence. Adopt the resolution. Ms. Doyle. Aye. Ms. Graves. Aye. Ms. Johnson? Aye. Ms. McClellan? Aye. Mr. Riddick? Aye. Mr. Smeagol? Aye. Mr. Thomas? Aye. Mr. Alexander? Aye. That's all I have. All right, sir. Mr. Uh, Manager, you have Mr. Riddick uh, here. Do you want to talk a little bit about Storm? Yes, sir. Uh, okay, so Jim Riddick is here. And then, and then uh, what I'd say to we'll, you. Then we'll do new business because this is part of the resolution. So, Jim, okay. if you want to. Yeah, I'll, I'll make a couple of opening comments and Jim can. Um, uh, obviously field questions and tell you where we are. Uh, we held a, a media conference this morning at 10 o'clock and, and, and uh, informed the community of a number of things around um, the preparations that we've made, the sheltering that's going to take place, uh, the communication that will happen going forward and sort of how we're how we're going to proceed, the garages that are going to be open. Even since this is obviously very fluid, right? And so even since then, uh, I think we'll, we'll have a 4.30 call today uh, with our team that will um, uh, I think we will end up being able to open up more garages. One of the things we heard from a couple of you all is, hey, can we get a couple more of these garages open? So we'll do that. We'll announce that later. Uh, one of the things I would ask of you all at this point as we head into this storm, uh, information is going to become really um, sensitive, and the accuracy of that information is going to be really important. Right. And so we are going to, uh, we'll have standing calls, uh, 8.30 and 4.30 with our team. Um, after each one of those calls, we'll do a, a hot wash and get out information to you all that's very specific about what is happening. Uh, we will also communicate with you in between that as, as needed and as necessary. And my request of you would be to, to, to let that be the information that you all, as the voice in many, for many of, of the city, uh, share. Uh, if you've got any questions or anything that's going on, reach out to us. Uh, we will, um, I think you all know this, and we said it this morning, but essentially city uh, facilities close at 5 o'clock today. Uh, we will um, uh, do uh, essential personnel. We'll, we'll start tomorrow, and it's one of the things I always say in terms of our, our employees, uh, while folks are uh, taking care of their families and doing the things they need to do, um, Team Norfolk will be in the streets. They will be in the community, and we will be doing everything we can to prepare for and recover from uh, this, this incident. Um, tomorrow we'll open up the five shelters at 1 o'clock. Uh, frankly, we're opening them a little bit earlier than some of the communities because we've got a, um, a citizenry that needs that, that needs that support. Uh, we have created, um, uh, through uh, HRT and William Harrell, uh, bus service tomorrow morning will be free and will be free until um, uh, HRT discontinues service or suspends service due to the storm. Uh, we want to be, we, we don't want anyone to have any reason that they can't get around, that they can't get access to the places that they need to be. We've created a flyer that has made it almost all the way around here for you all that gives you some of that information that uh, has been shared with all of the civic leagues. Uh, we have urged people to uh, sign up for uh, Norfolk Alert, and it's, so so we are um, we're getting the information out there. Mr. Manager, how we keep telling people to sign up for Norfolk Alert. Could you tell them how to sign up for Norfolk Alert? Norfolk.gov/alert. Yep. Okay. 
That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Just get it. Norfolk.gov slash alert. She's good. Uh, but I got to one of the things that uh, one of the citizens came up after the briefing this morning and said, listen, that's great. But we got folks out there that, that aren't on social media, that don't have a TV or don't have a computer. And so th this flyer that's going around, we've literally got, and this is where we, 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 urge, we, we, made, we stressed this this morning, but this is where the community comes in. This is where neighbors need to be helping neighbors. And we've got civic leagues that are literally walking door to door in their neighborhoods right now. It, it, we don't have the capacity to do. And they're knocking on the doors of the elderly neighbors and saying, what do you need? What can we do for you? And so this is a flyer that we sent out to every civic league that gives them the basic information of which shelters are open, which ones are pet friendly, when are they opening up? And um, uh, but again, that, that information, that communication is, is, is really important. Uh, very proud of, of the, the team uh, to date and, and Jim Reddick, who is our director of emergency preparedness and recovery, because that's where we're going to be. We're, right now we're preparing, but we will certainly be uh, in recovery and um, would welcome uh, and ask for any uh, comments or fill in any holes that, that I've left. And also, uh, Sheriff Barron will follow Jim. Uh, he has been part of the team as well and give him opportunity to, to chime in. Thank you, Mr. Manager. Thank you, Mayor, members of council. Uh, I think, again, the bottom line is team, not just city agencies, uh, not just state and federal agencies, uh, different sectors, levels of government, all the way down to the neighborhood level, which is fantastic. There's, uh, there's some praises that we've uh, sung earlier, and there's some that we just don't even know about in terms of folks going door to door to help each other out. Uh, I'd like to, to reference, again, uh, Mr. Riddick's uh, opening prayer where he essentially talked about the least, the last, and the lost out in our community, and is really a focus of what we're trying to accomplish. There are folks who have uh, disasters, if you will, every day, uh, whether it's poverty, whether it's hunger, uh, and those uh, don't go away during disasters. They still have to get the sustenance that they need, uh, and we work together with our nonprofit partners, our houses of worship partners, uh, and so many others to get them those, those meals. So top down we are doing everything that we can in preparation for the storm and we have recovery plans as well uh we're, we're uh, both using both of those plans right now uh and we again rely on everybody at the neighborhood level all the way through government to to get through this together sir okay, mr mr Smeekle, Jim, um a, a couple people just on social media have vented about not being in an a they think they should be in a and i've responded back with then leave. You, you, nobody is <laughs> right. nobody yeah. is forcing you to stay here if you're right. in B or C. If you feel uncomfortable or if you're one block over from A and you feel like you should be in A, we're not holding you back. So if you want to leave, I mean, I'm just, I'm just amazed at some of the people's comments on that. Well, I'm not amazed. Uh, but I, I think this is a reminder that if at any time you can get up and leave, nobody's holding you here. Um, and then there's also some misinformation that's gone on about felonies. Um, you're charged with a felony if you stay and you're in an A. And so I just want to, I don't know if you can clarify that as well. Sure. Well, I can say that if you, if you don't leave, that's a personal choice. Um, it, is, there, it is in Virginia code. It is in, in local code uh, that it could be, I think, a misdemeanor or, or, or I forget the, the level of consequence. But we're not going to write citations for folks who stay in their homes. Uh, again, it's a personal choice, and the recommendation would be to leave. But if they choose to stay, they just have to understand that once wind speeds reach a certain level, we can't send anyone out to save them. So, but I appreciate your, your first comment as well. That's, yeah. We'll put that in our messaging. Yeah. Just go. Okay. Mr. I have two questions. Um, the first question is regarding Spartan Village, and the second question is regarding public housing. How are you handling those? So Spartan Village, we know will flood. Um, 
Let me back up a little bit, if I may. So these evacuation zones and the time that the governor gave to conduct these evacuations, the evacuation zones are based on coastal flooding, storm surge, and the expectation is that folks are going to go out of town. That's not the case here. The entire Commonwealth is under siege with this, with this event. So the shelters that we have on higher ground, folks in zone A are evacuating to zone B or C within the same city. You don't need 24 to 36 hours to do that, like as if you were going to Richmond. So they, I know they will provide some state managed shelters, uh, but certainly the five shelters that we have, uh, folks can go there. And that's why we're not opening, if we open up shelters right now, a lot of folks would just be sitting there uh, during a beautiful day when they could be preparing their, their properties. Um, Spartan Village, we know, is going to evacuate. Uh, I know there's gonna be communication, direct communication out in the community, letting them know which shelters that they will have. Uh, and likewise, public housing and all housing, folks will get Norfolk alerts as far as um, the need to evacuate and, and where to go. And, and the rules associated, the expectations and everything else. Oh, and I have one more question. Um, in the last storm, or one of the last storms that we had, um, I believe it was the, the water pump or something that failed and there was a sea of water in the underpass at Tywater, Brambleton. What, what have we done to make sure that doesn't happen again? Or can we reasonably expect that that won't happen sure. again? Well, if, if it's the same scenario that I recall, uh, it was a football or basketball that got caught in the pump station. Okay. So uh, again, we're going through all those different pump stations, clearing, servicing, uh, and making sure that they're in, in proper working order, and then would be you know, visited. And plus, there's a, there's alarms that would go off to to indicate there's an issue. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Other members of the council uh, for Jim or all right, Jim, hang around. Don't go too far. Yes, sir. All right, Sheriff Barron. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. Mr. Mayor, thank you for the opportunity to. It, inform the council of a few things that we're doing at the sheriff's office council members uh mr manager uh mr smith uh first of all let me just uh, say uh that the sheriff's office is a full member of team norfolk and uh, we plan to be moving forward as always uh, we're identifying resources right now that will become available as services become suspended in other areas like court operations and civil process operations and we're bringing those resources to bear uh, to help with the operations of the jail so that it stays up and running. We have 1,171 inmates in our care uh, that I know that some of you will get calls from your constituents about whether or not they're being cared for. Um, I can assure you that they are. We're going to stay fully operational. Uh, we have a generator on site that has 3,200 gallons of diesel fuel loaded up and ready to go uh, to keep us uh, working uh, with electricity. Uh, we also have meal services that can go for two weeks without service. Uh, we're getting a delivery, I think, tomorrow, and, uh, and we should be good to go. And our medical needs of our inmates are being taken care of as well. We know that the uh, medical contractor has already uh, made arrangements to house staff in a nearby hotel so that they can continue to do their operations uh, for the services of the 1,100 individuals we have. Uh, they also are printing out all of their needs uh, in case the computer system's going down. We'll still know what the medical needs are of each individual inmate in our care. And they're ordering to have on hand uh, two weeks worth of medications uh, for the inmates that we have. I think that's all important for you to know if a constituent calls. Uh, another thing that's important is that we will be discontinuing uh, visitation uh, until Monday and we get services. That's not just uh, so that we, you know, we're, 
we're taking care of the inmates, but it's also public, uh, you know, safety is concerned. People coming and trying to do visitation in the middle of a storm or, or when trees are down and everything else, I think that's important. Um, but I think it's important also for you to, to hear uh, that we're using some of those resources that we've identified to help in a different way. Uh, and that's, uh, we're providing resources for our shelters. Uh, we have five shelters open. Uh, the police department was gonna man that fully themselves. Uh, now they'd only have to dedicate half the resources they were going to because we're gonna dedicate the other half uh, with the folks from our courts and civil process. Uh, additionally, we will have uh, the sheriff's office bus available. Uh, we've actually contacted the fire department for evacuation purposes. Uh, we'll have a driver we're providing so that we can help with evacuation as needed. Um, and um, further, we're going to have uh, Mike O'Toole, which I think most of you know, uh, will be working out of the EOC. And we're going to have teams on standby. We have a recruit academy going on right now. Uh, and there'll be a team that can respond uh, if, if you guys need us. Uh, and with that, Oh, the, the final thing, which is the cleanup afterwards. Uh, we are sending our workforce uh, staff home for the next couple of days so that on Saturday, Sunday, and Monday, uh, they can get out there with the inmate workforce to do what we do best, which is help clean up our community. Uh, and I'm here for any questions if you have any. All right, All right. All right. okay, so Ms. Johnson and Ms. Graves. Um, hi, Sheriff. Hello. I know that you love the senior citizens just as much as I do. Yes, ma'am. Can you tell them what you usually do for the, the senior citizens on an ongoing basis? On an ongoing basis. Not just for the, the hurricane that we're about to experience. Yes, ma'am. So we have uh, we have 100 and what is it? Who How many are on our senior watch program? 145 seniors now on our senior watch program. So anytime there's a storm, our community affairs unit uh, will get on the phones and we contact them ahead of an event, uh, but then we contact them during the event to make sure that they're doing okay. We've done that in uh, snowstorms. We've actually uh, contacted folks who didn't have any heat going on, and so we were able to get them resources out there to help them with that. Uh, we've already made, uh, contacted all of our seniors now and letting them know uh, where the, the shelters are. Uh, I know we, we had a meeting earlier today in which uh, I got a briefing in reference to that, so we love our seniors. So I hope that answers your question. It does. Thank, Thank you. Ms. Grace. Inmates who are being released. Yes. How are you handling that? Because I'm sure they don't want to stay one more day than they have to. Right. But for their own safety, if we're like in the middle of the storm, how are you handling that? Well, I will tell you what we always do. Uh, and it, what we always do is, we, so we, we, it's been an ongoing problem. We release inmates at midnight. Right, and so there's not a lot of services available for them at midnight, but we can't hold them any longer than we're allowed to hold them. But we always offer to them that they can stay, you know, until the next day, and we will do the same thing with the inmates. In fact, we'll work on identifying them. Uh, you know, we're working on identifying them through our civil. I mean, our um, our our staff is working on identifying those that are planning to be released, and we're trying to. I, identify what it is their plans are, what they want to do. Uh, we can't keep them, uh, but uh, if they choose to stay with us, you know, we'll take care of them, we'll feed them, we'll shelter them. So, but that's a great question. I Thank appreciate you. that. All right. Chief Wise and Chief Howard. Thank you. Do you want to uh, come and share with the council what you're working on? 
Well, good afternoon, Council. Um, good afternoon. Uh, fire rescue is, uh, we've been in prep mode for several days now. Uh, we're staffing up uh, additional uh, vehicles or reserve vehicles and um, uh, preparing for primarily uh, trees down, the associated uh, power outages, uh, natural gas disruption from uh, lines that are pulled out of the ground when the trees come over, uh, should that be the case. And, uh, and certainly, uh, and most importantly for us, is for those folks that might find themselves in a situation where they're dealing with high water and they need to get to safety, that's our primary concern is dealing with that. And uh, we have our uh, resources deployed uh, you know, with the Norfolk Police, Sheriff's Office, uh, Public Works. Um, we're going to gauge. We have some uh, resources in-house uh, with a couple of high-water military vehicles and then school buses that are uh, will be attached as task forces that will move around in those areas that might be hit hard where there might also be residents there. And uh, as we move those folks out, and we have the ability to extend, uh, expand uh, several task forces if necessary. Hopefully that won't be the case. As we mentioned uh, uh, in the press conference, I hope that people uh, will put themselves in a position to not need to call 911 by taking action now uh, for their own safety. But uh, uh, there, there very likely will be some people that, that have a need should the flooding get bad. And so uh, uh, that's what we're preparing for. I don't know if you have any, any questions, questions for Chief Wise. Chief, oh, thank you. Thank you. Good work. Okay. Chief Howard. Good afternoon, Mr. Mayor, Council. Mr. Smith, um, just to reiterate what the Norfolk Police Department has done, I'd like to echo what Chief Wise said as far as our preparation. We've been in preparation mode for about five days now. We are at the point where we have all of our resources in place, our schedules are already done. Uh, we're ready to move forward as soon as we get the call. At this point in time, we have relocated some of our assets to be of assistance to the fire department, sheriff's office, or any of our citizens in need as far as relocation themselves. Um, we also want to reiterate the fact that, like uh, Jim said earlier, our neighbors watching neighbors is going to be very crucial in this for us as well because the neighbors are going to be able to get to their friends, their loved ones, a lot quicker than we will. But we are ready to move forward. And uh, if there's anything I can answer for you at this time, I will. Anything for Chief Howard? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. OK, Mr. Mr. Riddick. Yeah. Uh, will we have water and ice sites after the event? Jim? Sir, the plan exists uh, if the need exists. Uh, we would be requesting resources from the state and we would set up points of distribution, whether it's tarps, food, water, ice, and, and the like. I remember after Isabel. And also, I see uh, Mr. Brogue there from Public Works. Trees that fall, Richard, how quickly will we respond to those? If we should have trees that fall. Uh, yes, sir. That's a good question. So our post is the lead agency um, for tree removal, and then our guys back them up. Okay. So it really depends on how many trees we get. If it's like Isabel, where every part of the city was hit, it's going to be tough. What we noticed, most of our storms, certain sections, say like, you know, Ocean View got hit the other day, we can put a lot of resources in and get it cleaned up quickly. Okay. So it'll also depend on if we bring in a debris contract. And trash is still being picked up up till Thursday? Is that yes, correct? Okay. we will pick up trash as long as we can safely have the crews out. So that's winds less than 40 miles an hour. 
So right now that's definitely Wednesday with the possibility of Thursday. Yes, ma'am. So, Mr. Manager, when you send your updates, we need to know that as well. It's the number one question we get. Yes. Is and, my trash getting picked up? And, and what about bulk <laughs> as well? No more bulk. No more bulk. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. ongoing, when is it going to come back to us? When is bulk pickup going to come back? And this is part of the, the, the ever-changing piece, you know, that that's the, the extension to Thursday changed within the last, you know, call it 90 minutes. I mean, we're, it's literally as this thing changes course, slows down, things, things do change, and we will let you know. So what we are doing today, in addition to the green cans, we're picking up everything that's on the ground in the city that we can get. Unfortunately, we've seen some come out even today. We cleaned up Pinewell this morning, and the crews rode around and checked, and new stuff came out. But we're going to just go, not argue with people, just pick it up and make it go away. We do not want it floating in the streets. Uh, Mr. Reddick also pointed out a key point. Uh, trees that fall on private property are different than the trees that fall on the you know, city right away. So they're city trees and private trees. So those are treated a little differently. City crews will be responding to public right-of-way trees. Okay, Ms. Graves. Is that no. confusing? No, it's not confusing <laughs> at all. It, it's, I, I actually have a say, you, you sparked a separate question because one of the things that we did have an issue with um, after Isabel was price gouging from contractors with regard to tree removal. So I don't know what we can do to be proactive about that, if anything, with maybe um, informing people about the Better Business Bureau or getting the information out there about DPOR for licensing or, you know, getting, I don't know what we can do about that, but that was a really big issue um, after Isabel because several trees on private property went down and the price of tree removal just increased exponentially and a lot of people felt like they just didn't have a choice and they didn't know any better. Yes ma'am, in our recovery plan, and we'll put this information out today as well, um, we encourage folks, there's a, a particular state agency where they can find licensed vendors in the area that can perform that work, but also through the Attorney General's office uh, gives what the eligibility of price gouging is. Uh, and if it meets that criteria, the, the number that they can report that. Okay. Thank you, Mayor. Okay. Thank you. Ms. Johnson. I, I just had a question. So are you saying that um, for residents whose uh, trash pickup is maybe Friday, everybody can put out their cans up until Wednesday no. or just Monday? Okay. Right. So right. we're going to stick to the collection days. Absolutely. Okay. And then the Thursday, <laughs> let's say we have to miss Thursday and That's Friday. As soon as we can get the trucks on the road, we will pick up the people who were missed first. So that's what we're going to do. Because we all understand if the power goes out, there are a lot of refrigerators that have to get cleaned out, and they're going in the green can. So our goal is to make sure people don't have trash longer than necessary. Thank you. All right. Mr. McClellan? I, I had a question about um, after the storm hits or, or leading up to it, uh, communicating information about road closures, what roads are open, how will we communicate that information? And similarly, um, can inf information be uh, provided by citizens through the Waze app? How does that work? Yes, ma'am. I, I think the answer is whichever ways are possible. Uh, if it's going to be a catastrophic storm, I don't know if Waze will be available. If it is, we'll certainly use that. Uh, but then through other means, uh, through our neighborhood specialists, we'll get the word out, uh, you know, old school ways and whatever technology is available. And ways, ways. And ways, ways. ways. W -A -Z -E. Yes, W-A-Z-E. Yes. That, that's what I was referring to. Yes. So after the storm, 
um, if there are flooded roads or debris in the in the roads, citizens can go on the Waze app and report that information that yes, way as well uh, as should they call. We actually encourage that they do that because we get that information as well. It documents where that uh, the flooding occurred on uh, and it's certainly more real time than what we're able to provide through the storm app. And should they also call Norfolk Cares with that information? Yes, ma'am. Six six four sixty five ten. I would love to have you in our joint information center. <laughs> yes, ma'am. What was that? Six six four sixty five ten. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Okay, um, um, Mr. Clerk, we have two more things to do. We have uh, one person signed up for new business, but uh, I want to go into uh, to close uh, and then come back out, and then we'll take the one new business okay. item. So. We're going into close, and I ask Mava to stay and everyone else clear the room, and then we'll come back out of close. Thank you. I move that members of the council assemble informally in closed meeting on September 11, 2018, at 1.47 in the council chamber of the City Hall building, City of Norfolk, for the purposes which are set on Clause 1, subsection A of Section 2.2.
Where's the manager? Uh, manager, come on, manager. <laughs> Mr. Muse, can you check to see if we are? Are we on? Make sure. Make sure yeah, we're on. We're on. Okay. All right, uh, Mr. Clerk, please read the resolution certifying a closed meeting. Of a resolution certifying a closed meeting of the Council of the City of Norfolk in accordance with the provisions of the Virginia Freedom of Information Act. Adopt the resolution, Ms. Doyle. Aye. Ms. Graves. Aye. Ms. Johnson. Aye. Ms. McClellan. Aye. Mr. Riddick. Aye. Mr. Smeagle. Aye. Mr. Thomas. Aye. Mr. Alexander. Aye. Mr. Clerk, you have. R9. I have an ordinance adopting, appointing Tammy Dantzler as interim city auditor. Dispense with the charter requirement for reordinance and adopt. Ms. Doyle? Aye. Ms. Graves? Aye. Ms. Johnson? Aye. Ms. McClellan? Aye. Mr. Riddick? Aye. Mr. Smeagle? Aye. Mr. Thomas? Aye. Mr. Alexander? Aye. That's uh, all I have. All right, we have one uh, new business. Uh, Terry, uh, Mike Leon. McClendon. Come on up. Okay, thank you. McClendon. McClendon, all right. Yes. That's a, that's a B. All right. Pleasure. Welcome. How you doing? Good to see you. Yes, yes. Nice to see y'all, all y'all too. Um, I'm going to give honor to God who's ahead of my life. Oh, I thank you all for giving me this privilege to come to speak for my community, Calvary Square. Okay, my complaints are the situation with the um, Bramilton and Chapel where, um, you know, the I don't consider that as a homeless spot. Okay. I just feel that it needs to be cleaned up because I'm about the community and I don't think it's a good um, spot for the kids from Tidewater Elementary, our generation, and also the seniors in the community can't walk down that block, which nobody can walk down that block because I guess they consider they own the block because I guess we never did nothing about it. I didn't know what to do about it until I, I started attending the meetings and stuff and found out where the help I can get. So I got involved with the neighborhood builders, with some of them back there who I spoke with, with me. And um, I spoke to Mr. Riddick, and he told me they can stand where they want to stand. But, and I spoke with you last year, and you told me the same thing. My concern is... Um, as far as our children concerned and the community concerned and our seniors, they can't even walk to the post office and have to go all the way around. We can't walk down Chapel. We can't walk down Bramington. I live on Chapel. I can't walk down that street without being harassed by one of them. I thank God for the police officers who do come control the area, but our main, my main concern is the future. I don't feel that Mr. Norman, all the people in the community, everybody doing what they has to do, but a city divided cannot stand. And that area right there, like I said, I mean, indecent in order. They stand there, but with crates and, and, and um, beer cans and all that. I've been cleaning the area up for a whole year, every morning at 6, and that's where they meet me. They leave around 8, mm -hmm. and they start cleaning up themselves. Mm -hmm. But my main concern is the community. The seniors are complaining about it. We can't walk down here on Saturday, Sunday's like a party in the street. And I called the cops several times, and they came to my house and met with me. And I talked to Sergeant Dixon, and he feels the same way, coming down Brownson. And then also, we're talking about tearing they I met with the mayor before at the meetings, and I'm concerned about they're going to tear St. Paul's down, you know, <clears throat> to make it a better community. 
So why not start now in the community? And I'm just concerned about the next generation. I don't feel like the children have to come out to schools and see this. And on Saturday and Sunday, see the same thing, like it's a party in the street. I don't think that's, you know, these are our children. These are our seniors. They don't have to go all the way around, a whole all the way around just to get to the post office. One senior came and complained to me. She was going to the store just to play her numbers, the store right there on the little gas station. She said, Miss, I got a knife in my bra. I'm not scared. I don't feel we should have to carry knives walking around. I know people bring stuff to our community, but we're here in the community. And I feel that being that we're getting ready to tear St. Paul's down, let's start in the community in a decent order. That's all I'm asking for. You know what I'm saying? Ms. McClendon, do you know Mr. James Rogers? Yes, I do. Right. Mr. Rogers, um, can you... Uh, assist uh, in some of the People First uh, initiatives. I know Mrs. Graves probably can chime in better than I, um, but you know, starting some of these things first and just bring her up uh, to speed where we are uh, engaging community partners and moving forth with the People First. And Ms. Graves, I'm going to just probably just turn it right over to you. You're good. And, um, You're good. and between you and Mr. Or Mr. Riddick. Uh, okay, and, and please report back to us, Mr. Rogers. Um, so, Mr. Mayor, I have a yeah. question. So, I mean, to address your, your concerns, Ms. Mm -hmm. McClendon, nice name, by the way. I call it all the time. <laughs> yeah. <same. laughs> mm -hmm. um, you know, when, what, are the, what are the legal rules of loitering and folks who are out there? Um, you know, what, what can the police do? What can't the police do? And, you know, I appreciate your concern. I, you know, I wouldn't so, want that in my, I wouldn't amen. want that in the block of my neighborhood. So, part, so part of, part of amen. what I understand, if it's on the public right of way, uh, I believe that Norfolk uh, PD um, certainly uh, can, can enforce, but also. Um, but they can't permanently stand there and keep people from coming back. They can come, correct. they can, the problem is, is mm -hmm. that they're on the corner. Mm -hmm. And part of it is the shopping, the, 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 the shop and go market. And part it's of it is. Uh, it's, it's, it's not around shop and go. It's, she's, she's saying Chapel and. And, and Brambleton. And, okay. So. It's right next to the. Uh, Greater Metropolitan Amy Zan Church. Okay, so part of it is there, and part of it is 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 okay. So it's across the street. Mm -hmm. Then part of it is you know on right away, but you can run people away. They're gonna go someplace. But else. they'll come back, yeah. and we can't just put a police officer there That's permanently the to keep them from coming back. I mean, it, I don't know how to keep people from. So until yeah, until we um, we had a very similar situation happen down at the Pretlow bus stop mm -hmm. area mm -hmm. um, in intimidation. But I think there's some other things that can be done, including uh, lighting, making sure there's proper lighting around there. If we need to put extra lights, um, looking at the arrangements around it, adding some trees and areas where people loiter, um, so you're taking their spots away from them where they, they normally can stand. Under the tree, but. No, sometimes it's inconvenient. We're putting some, even some temporary fencing up, um, things that make it inconvenient for people that want to do those things. But I, I think if we do just a quick analysis, I know there's going to be a lot of changes happening there. Mm -hmm. But just for temporary comfort, we had similar issues down. And we still do, but not as bad. I don't know, I don't know the area that well, but there was a payphone even over there that was attracting um, individuals that we did not want in that area, trimming hedges because people don't like to be seen. Um, working with other property owners to make sure that their cameras are aimed in places if there are cameras there. So 
anything that we can do to help in that area that you know maybe drive somebody. and sometimes it works so she and I will work together on that. I know mm -hmm. her very well, so yeah, okay. we'll, we'll be able to work. All right, Mr. Riddick, please. Uh, yeah. Um, fencing? I don't know. I guess I look at it a little differently. Uh, when I speak of sometimes the invisible population, this is uh, a portion of the invisible population. These are fellows who, for lack of a better term, they roll up, you know, in the afternoon and sometime in the morning. When Ms. McClinton called me last week, and, and she called last year, Mm -hmm. She called last week. Um, I got in my car and I went out and I talked to these fellas. Mm -hmm. I told them, I said, listen, when the youngsters come by, don't say anything to them. And what, what I fear is that uh, some police officer who might not be familiar with the area might take it in the wrong direction. These guys... Um, Every Thanksgiving, I feed them. Every Christmas, I feed them. After church on Sunday, I feed them. I, you know, and they know my my old big old raggedy truck. When I come by, they 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 see it. These are guys. These are invisible population. And the main thing that I ask them not to do: don't say anything to the children when they're going to school, and um, you know, and don't impede their progress. And I think if one of our officers would go by, and, and, they, and officers went by last year and told them the same thing, and as long as we let them know that they cannot, you know, you know, certainly it's not a good sight. You no. Know, you don't, you, you know, mm. you don't, you know, you, but it's reality. That is our invisible population, and the Constitution will allow them to do exactly what they're doing. It's just, they're not bothering anybody. Oh, yes, they're they are. Just, they're just unsightly. But anyway, what I would suggest mm, is that yes, they are. Thank you. I'm sorry, sir. Yes, they are. Yeah, you're, 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 you can say. Yeah, what I would sir. suggest is that yeah. uh, talk to uh, Chief Howard or Lieutenant uh, Aponte and ask them to send a particular officer by there and 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 establish a relationship to make sure that they don't say anything to those youngsters and they don't say anything to any seniors who might come through there. I don't think they're going to get any violent response from these guys because they're just a part of our city. They're just a part of our city. Thank you, Ms. McClendon. Uh, thank you very much for coming, okay? All right, thank you. Thank you. Get uncomfortable.